0: Well, I'll hold the microphone here. You can talk from there. What was it you said about painters I'm coming? Just a second. I've just interrupted this wonderful flow of conversation Isabel and I were having about art. I'm I'm admiring two pieces of art. Well, it's a piece, uh, but two separate installations, boxes uh, that are just absolutely so beautiful uh, truly, truly an inspired work of art but uh, Isabel is questioning whether they were really inspired or not but you were saying something about painting and an artist feeling or don't feel
1: mm. well yeah. um,
0: does Dave allow you, you to, to eat, to eat to when you're podcasting? <laughs> You were
1: asking me if um, I feel that it comes from a deeper place, and uh, for me when I'm painting is uh, sometimes there, there are a few things that happen. Sometimes when I have uh, an assignment, I will have an idea prior to my assignment, but then I will start painting and think, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm going where... Where this painting is leading me to go. And this mm-hmm. is where I will go. But then later, I find that my original idea will pop out when I don't expect it. And I was like, oh, okay, I went back to this without even thinking. Mm-hmm. You know? So, does it come from a deeper place? I don't know. But And then when I'm painting something else, sometimes when I'm in the process a bit I don't know really what I'm doing, I'm just kind of, okay well I think I need to add some red here and then I do it and I don't really think about what's going to happen and then later I look at it and I think, okay well this doesn't work or this works or whatever but it's always to have unity of a pictorial unity Mm -hmm. of mark, of color, of shape. Uh, To create something that is really dynamic for somebody to look at. Like, when you're looking at it, what are the... um, Do you want to feel energy? Do you want to feel calm? Do you want to feel... You know, there there are emotions you can beckon with the kind of marks that you use.
0: It it sounds like you're saying it's both that there may be a floor, things may just emerge almost on the roll just as you're doing it, and at other times it's trial and error, or you'll try something and like that red color decide, no, that's not the color I want, it doesn't feel right and go back and change it, so mm-hmm. it's maybe, but there, there must be more, it's like I look at this one up on the wall, and to me it's inspired, like it's, I don't think you could consciously have a picture of that in your mind and map that out, and say, okay, this is what I want to do. It, it's all of that process. It, it just, it just comes out, and yeah. the end result, you just know. I think the other, I have another friend who's an artist, and the question I asked her once is, or that she seemed troubled by, was, when do you, when is it, when is the painting finished? When mm-hmm. do you stop? When is that end point? Yeah. And she said that was always a problem for her. But you, you're, you're nodding your head. They can't yeah, see that, absolutely. but uh, you're, you're in agreement. We
1: talk about it because. What I do, being a student now, is that uh, I post my pictures of my paintings on Facebook at various stages of Mm -hmm. them being made. Mm -hmm. And often I see that I could have left it at the one step before, but because I feel that I need to bring that work into it, you you always feel that you want to make the mark more exciting more bring depth <laughs> to your painting so it happens that you will mess it up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so but you it's know gone one, past one, the little, point. one little extra step is not that bad sometimes other times it's disastrous, so I just and kind of gesso the whole thing and start again. Yeah, so some, yeah. some
0: creations may be failures and yeah. just, okay, boom, I did not that's what I want. And, and that would be, it would be crazy to think that every act of creation would be mm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I should, just a little background here. Isabel is now currently studying her Bachelor of Fine Arts on top of a few other degrees. You already have a degree in history, I believe. Yeah. Uh, your specialty in history, what was it again? Dave told me some of it yesterday.
1: The conscription crisis.
0: The conscription crisis during World War One in Quebec in particular? Yeah. Yes. In, and in I Indonesia. forgot
1: most of
0: it. Well, that's fine. I'm not about I to mean, ask you to I, go I too know, much into it. Huh? I,
1: know. I know the major details, but I don't... Um I like, it. if you asked me <coughs> what was the name of this commander, yes.
0: I would. I, and I, I wouldn't I want to do that. I'm far more interested in art. I, I do appreciate art. Unlike your Philistine husband here, who has no appreciation for art whatsoever. Oh, it yes. oh, oh he's challenging that. I'm well, Dave, Dave is, yes. is
1: very supportive of me.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's what's important. He's supportive mm-hmm. of the artist. Mm-hmm. But he must.
1: He didn't understand like at first where, when we were talking about art. Uh, he asked me, you know, how do you know what's good art and what's bad art? And um, you know, I, he asked you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I said, well, what I do is is more abstract and interpretive, and I prefer to bring life to a painting mm-hmm. through uh, my own kind of. Uh, dealing with it instead of trying to represent stroke by stroke, little brush mark by brush mark the reality of what I'm seeing because, I mean, I know in my class we have the Two types of painters my type who's more instinct instinctive and these other people who are very Technically minded and mm. they want to create like Van Eyck paintings with every little tiny yeah. hair on a person's head, you know But aren't those and amazing they think, if they can do it. They think that that's the only high art and I mm. disagree
0: mm. What do you think of? Um, um Alex Covell, his, his style of high realism, this sort of model. Looks like a photograph, but it's a very, very piece of still life. Very Canadian.
1: I never saw this.
0: Oh, uh, C-O-L-V-I-L-L-E. Uh, my, one of my absolute favorites. Just died last year. Um, Started off in World War Two. Well, I
1: admire it just and, like uh, I admire my friend's painting. His,
0: his famous one is the horse. I was the, seven. Sh- his famous one is the horse running down the tracks and the steam engine oh, coming towards yes, it. Oh, yeah, see that? Mm-hmm.
1: That's, uh,
0: that's one of his classics. But that's that's uh, not representat- Representative. Mm-hmm. He loved his wife dearly, and his wife is almost in every painting
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: that he's done. And, and they're very, they're raw.
1: Mm. And one
0: of the last ones he did before he died, I took my students to see it, is just sitting in a room and you could see death is oncoming, it's very quiet. His wife is at the piano and he's just looking at the camera. The dog is sleeping and it's clearly, it's the end of his life. So he's te- what I'm seeing is he's technically very, very good. It's very accurate, like a photograph, but
1: he's, well, he's, he's got a vision too. I admire it, but I cannot do that. It's
0: not me. Well, tell me about On the Wall, I'm looking at another painting that I really like, and it looks like three dogs, and pardon me if they're not dogs, maybe there's something else. Um, And I'm thinking, what I'm seeing, it's like a a beach scene. I see a house in the bottom corner, Mm -hmm. um, and I I, I feel seaside. I feel it's by the water somewhere. Maybe that's, that's not. Three kind of layers of color, like a sky, obviously, some land, and I guess I interpret the other for sea. But tell me about that. How did that come about? Did did you know you wanted to paint a dog, and then it became three dogs, or what? How did that come about?
1: Uh, Well, we had... uh, I I was in a course called Visual Fundamentals, and um, he asked us, uh, our professor Tom O'Flan again, asked us to create tiles of different colors. We were were studying color. Okay. And um, I had gone a few months before to Quebec City to see the Cluny exhibit. It's like tapestry, medieval tapestry. Okay. And uh, and in the book that I bought, I'd seen this little uh, copper dog that, that looked like that and um, oh. it was, was running and almost looked like a rabbit and it's called a fibule and people wore it on their clothes and this I was on a
0: tapestry you saw this first image this of it? wasn't
1: on a tapestry it was oh. it was in the book. Okay, I never saw the actual copper piece oh. this is like a little copper piece okay. maybe this big and um, I knew that my professor loved his dog so much. He went for walks every day and uh-huh. it was part of his life and I thought, well I'm, I'll mix the both. You know, I really love dogs, that that, that little fibule is great. Uh-huh. So I started putting that dog into almost all of my, my work and then this was the end piece of that course and what I did was I took a little dremel tool and I did one in the corner the top one, yeah, and I carved it out of the wood with a little dremel tool. And then oh. I made grooves all over the, the painting, and then I thought, he's alone, he looks alone. And I made a little house at the bottom. Uh-huh. Then I thought, okay, well, I'll do kind of a heraldic flag kind of thing. I'll put three, oh. just like, you know, the the coat of arms of whatever they put lions and so those are called it's called the piece is called the heraldic flying dogs oh what a wonderful
0: title i love that
1: just made Tom laugh so much. It's so
0: wonderful, thing! Yeah. But what I love, I'm looking closely now, and it's so textured. You seem to really like texture.
1: I love texture. And that, that
0: Mm -hmm. it brings the stuff, because it's almost, it's almost three-dimensional, the way you've got it. It's not, we're not looking at a flat canvas here, we're looking at the way the house is, the roof in particular. Uh, So you actually carved into the wood. Yeah. Uh, That's wonderful. That's another very, very special one. So I'm I'm having this conversation with Isabel because I really do believe she's, I mean, she is an artist. That it's it's quite amazing. She's still in the process of studying and doing projects. Uh, But I think you will be an artist for the rest of your life. I think this is your destiny. This is your, uh, uh, what you are going to do with your life. And it's going to give you great joy and happiness. And uh, I think that's wonderful. Thank you. I really do. Any closing comments about art? Anything else? Or like questions yeah, I ever asked? Yeah,
1: yeah, I wanted to say that um, you're asking me um, how, would I, how do I describe my painting and uh, I was starting to say something and that's when you say, can I record this? Uh-huh, so I okay. was going to tell you that mm-hmm. painters don't describe their painting the same way that other people, critics or art historians or... Or amateurs um, see the art. Painters Mm -hmm. describe their art as, yeah, I did that, it was good, but then I got into more uh, acrylic. And, you know, we describe our painting in really simple, down to earth terms that Mm -hmm. people don't want to hear. They want to hear us say, well, I was really reaching for, you know, yeah. Like some, yeah, some, uh, you know, if you see this, don't start analyzing me because I just oh. told you, no, no, yes. no, but not you, but I mean, one, uh-huh. one, when one sees this, they shouldn't start thinking, well, Isabel, obviously, mm. Uh, is troubled by the domesticity oh, of life because the dog is a symbol of domesticity. <laughs>
0: oh, 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 you're on to something there. <laughs> see, I was thinking it was your French Canadian dude. For some reason, I'm connecting it with the fleur de lis. I'm connecting the, it's ah, those three things, yeah, 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 yeah. and I see. To me, there's. I and mean, when you say heraldic, of course, oh, the the French element. the blue, yes. Oh well, yes, I see. You see? Well,
1: Well, that's okay because then people can start making their own kind of interpretation and then the piece doesn't belong to me anymore. But I am telling you this is what I did and I was worried about the color and other things that people wouldn't
0: want to know about well i think that that's the thing though right as the artist you're you're involved with the whole the process of creation the act the act of doing and so on the the viewer of the art only sees the end result and that's Mm -hmm. what they want to do so there's two different views and the artist is never going to see the the end product the painting the same way a viewer who comes at it cold does. right you you know what went into it yeah uh, so that's been kind of fun it just bothers me that I'm going to have to move that rubber tree plant to take a picture of it, but uh, uh, because I couldn't do release this podcast without a photo to go with it. now we have the sounds of yeah, the, and the plant me
1: I'm making grooves on my phone. Yeah, see,
0: I, I would have lifted that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think Dave will appreciate the cost of this podcast. Uh, but I think I'm going to use this little clip for the Canadian National Day of Podcasting because I wasn't going to do one and I see this is just a lovely little clip and it's been a pleasure. Usually I'm interrupting you and so it's nice to give you a little bit of a chance to, to speak out. And I think uh, listeners will appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Closing words?
1: No, that's it. Yeah,
0: thank you in French, maybe, just a little Merci bit. Merci beaucoup. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love to hear French. Thank you.
1: Merci.